indescribable, the unspeakable, the too wonderful word for words gift, the gift of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this glorious time that we have together today. Speak to us through your word and by your spirit. Lord, we give you praise in advance for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do in our lives. And we glorify you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Perhaps you've heard this one, but you know, a lady told her husband that she had a dream. And in her dream, she saw that her husband gave her a beautiful diamond necklace for Christmas. Of course, the husband, you know, responded positively and, and he went out and got a gift and he wrapped it and put it under the tree. And so Christmas Eve, when they opened up the gift, oh my goodness, she was just so excited because she knew that diamond necklace was going to be in that box. Well, she opened it and she found a little book and it was titled, How to Interpret Your Dreams. <laughs> well, that's not the kind of gift that we're talking about this morning. We're talking about the greatest gift ever given or that ever will be given. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, Jesus speaking to the woman at the well of Samaria said in John chapter 4 in verse 10, He said, Now if you knew the gift of God, everyone say the gift of God, And who it is that is talking to you, give me to drink, you would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. Well, Jesus is the gift of God. And the gift of God has so much to give. I mean, eternal life, peace, joy unspeakable, every good thing, every spiritual blessing, supernatural hope, right standing with the Father. Come on, somebody. The gift of God is precious, and this gift just keeps on giving. In 2 Corinthians 9, 15, it says this, Thanks be to God for His unspeakable gift. The NIV says His indescribable gift. The NLT says... This wonderful gift, too wonderful for words. Oh, my goodness. Now, we've all received natural gifts, and natural gifts are precious, and they come out of a heart of love. But every natural gift that you will ever be able to open, you'll be able to describe that gift. Oh, but this gift, this gift, human language cannot utter the fathoms and the depths of this glorious gift of God. And let's say His name. His name is Jesus. And that really ought to lift you up today. You know, the angels were bewildered when they looked at man and they saw that God had just anointed mankind and made him just a little lower than the angels, just a little lower than himself. And in Psalms 8, they asked this question, What is man? That you are mindful of Him. And what is the Son of Man that you visit Him? I'll tell you what man is. I'll tell you who we are. We are the very apple of His eye. And God has planned a glorious future for you with Him. This gift has been given. But this gift that has been given must be received. You know, over in John chapter 3 and verse 27, He said this, A man can receive nothing 
except it be given him from heaven. So we do not want to leave this gift unopened. We, un, we want to unwrap all that is in Christ Jesus and all that belongs to us so that we can enjoy life to its fullest. Somebody say amen. amen. See, much of the church world is praying for him to do what he's already done or for him to give what he's already given. And that's why Paul prayed. He said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be flooded with light so that you could know something. So that you could know the hope of your calling. So that you could know this glorious inheritance. This great resurrection power that belongs to you. See this gift that's been given to you. This unspeakable. This glorious gift. It wasn't earned. It wasn't merited. It wasn't deserved. It is a free gift. And we should be mindful of the fact that righteousness is a free gift. Healing has been given. Redemption has been given. The Holy Spirit has been given. The grace of God has been given. You don't have to live better to earn it. We would have never, ever gotten this glorious gift on our own. But thank God He came from heaven, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, went to Calvary's cross, died and paid the price for us, and rose from the dead, and He gave this gift to you. You see, you and I, you have everything in Christ. Everything that you will ever need is in Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus is in you. In 2 Peter, in the first chapter, we notice some great verses in verses 3 and 4. It says this, according as His divine power has given, there's that gift, has given unto us all things that you'll ever need in this life. Anything and everything that pertains to this life, the free gift has given you the answer. All things that pertain to life and godliness. It is through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4, whereby are given, there's that gift, whereby are given unto us. What kind of promises? Exceeding great and what? And precious promises. Oh, friends, these promises that the gift have given us are exceedingly great. They're exceedingly precious. And they are promises for your everyday life. Oh, hallelujah. Get persuaded with the promises. Get pregnant with the promises of God. Speak the promises of God. Live the promises of God. They are precious. They are great. And they will take you through any dark hour in your life. They're given to us. And they're given to us to be received. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these... You may partake of the divine nature. Oh, think about it. You are partaking of his divine nature when you receive Jesus Christ, the free gift from heaven. Hallelujah. In him was life and the life was the light of men. You have the very life of God, the nature of God on the inside of you. 
that by these you may be a partaker of the divine nature. And what do these promises do? What does it mean to have the divine nature on the inside of you? It enables you and I to escape the sin, the disease, the poverty, the lust, the corruption that is in this world. Delivered from the evil present evil presence of this world through the exceeding great and precious promises. If you love Jesus, if you love the promises of God, lift up your hands and shout for about five seconds. Glory to God. Glory to God. All glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Friends, it's all in Him. It's in Him that you live. It's in Him that you move. And it's in Him that you have your very being. There's nothing that you will ever need that is not found in Him. Somebody says, well, what good is it if it's in Him? Well, in Christ is who you are. In Him is where you are. If it's in Him, it's in you. Because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. He that is joined unto the Lord has become one spirit. Somebody says, I know you're preaching today. Yes, I am preaching. Sometimes you just got to let it out. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 21, he says, Now let therefore man not glory in men, for all things are yours. When did we get all of these things? We got all of these things when we got the gift. And in Romans 8.32, it says, He that spared not his own son. I'm sure glad he didn't. But notice, but delivered him up for us all. In other words, given the gift to us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Oh, friend, if he was ever going to withhold anything from you, it would have been his son, Jesus. But he didn't withhold him. And in Jesus is your healing. In Jesus is your provision. In Jesus is your hope in him. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. This indescribable gift. This gift too wonderful for words. This unspeakable gift. I mean, you got to get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues to be able to even scratch the surface on the unspeakable, unsearchable riches of Christ. Woo, hallelujah. But we can do our best to shout and give God praise for what he's done. Now look with me at 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. And notice with me in verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20 says, For all the promises of God in Him are maybe. All the promises of God in Him are, we'll see. Or how about this old religious statement? All the promises of God are, you just never know. No, we know. We know. We know. The gift has been given. And the gift is expressed through the gospels and through the epistles. We know what's been given. 
Notice this with me. All the promises. All the promises of God in Him are yes. And in Him are amen. Everyone say yes and amen. Yes and so be it. So be it unto me according to the word of God. For all the promises of God. In Him are yes and in Him are amen. Unto the glory of God by us. I want you to know that the gift of God is a great big yes. The gift of God is a great big yes. Yes, you are forgiven. Yes, Jesus loves you. Yes, you are healed. Yes, he always causes you to triumph. Yes, you are blessed. Yes, you are righteous. Yes, you are delivered. Yes, you are rich. Yes, you are the head and not the tail. Woo, everyone say yes, yes, yes. Pastor Mark, are you saying that I can have a great Christmas even though Uncle Buck and his tribe are coming to dinner? Yes. Yes. Pastor Mark, are you saying that I can be set free from this addiction? Yes. Pastor Mark, are you saying that I can feel good again? I haven't felt good for three years. I say a big, huge, resounding yes. 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 Yes to the promises of God. Woo, hallelujah. All the promises of God. They are yes. And they are amen. I don't have a long word for you today. But I've got a word today that will pump you up. i got a word that will build you up. i got a word of God that will change your life forever. If you'll take heed unto the promises of God. Believe them and receive them and speak them and act on them. You will never be the same. Your life will be changed. Hallelujah. Now listen. Here's what Jesus said. He said, freely you have received. Freely you have received. How do we receive the promises? We just believe them. We just receive them. You know, Jesus said, what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. Believing you shall receive them. One, one person said, believe you receive them. It means take, believe you take them. Your part is to believe you receive them. His part is to see that it manifests in your life. You know, he is the great promise giver. But he is also the great promise keeper. And he is the great one who watches over his word to perform it on your behalf. Raise your hands and shout amen. So here's what Jesus said. And this is really the crux of the Christmas message that I have for you today. Freely you have received. This unspeakable gift didn't cost you anything. But it cost him everything cost him everything but here's what Jesus says now 
because you have freely received, here's what I want you to do. I want you to freely give the gift that I've freely given to you and allow rivers of living water to flow through you to people around you. Look at your neighbor and say, freely you've received. Now freely give. Point at yourself and say, freely you have received. Now you freely give. Listen to this statement. This is worth your drive in today. What he brings to you is not only just for you. It is meant to flow through you. I'm going to say it again. What he brings to you is not only for you, just for you. It is meant to flow through you. See, I believe that I'm looking at a congregation that all of us need to be reminded of our part in this. Our part is not just to receive. Our part is to present this free gift wherever we go. We could say it like this. We are gift receiving facilitators. We are called to help others around us receive this glorious gift. You know, it's a privilege to present this gift to people that have never heard the gospel. You know, we assume because we go to church maybe two, three times a week. We assume because we listen to Christian DVDs and Christian CDs and and go to various seminars, we assume that everyone knows what we know. But the truth is this, people do not know. And that's why people's lives are being consumed and destroyed. Even God's people can be destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. I believe this, greater knowledge means greater responsibility. Now when I'm talking about responsibility, I'm not talking about getting a religious spirit and feeling driven to have to share Christ with everyone you see. But God has placed on the inside of us the Holy Spirit and He will lead us and guide us to those that He knows will hear. And I'm telling you, there's people on jets sitting next to you that'll hear. There's people on BART sitting next to you that will hear. There's people on the job that will hear. What do they need to hear? They need to hear that the Lamb gave a precious gift. And this gift accepts them. And they just need to come to Christ. Look with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And notice with me in verse 17 through 21. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... If you're born again, you are in Christ. He is a new creature. I'm glad he didn't say he is an old buzzard. (laughs) Notice with me, it does not say if any man be in Christ. He's just an old sinner saved by grace. No, we're new creatures. We're not old sinners. There's a vast difference between a new creation and an old sinner. You're either a new creation in Christ, forgiven by Christ, where old things are passed away, or you're an old sinner. But religion would 
try to tell us, well, we're just old sinners saved by grace. After all, everyone sins. Listen, friends, as new creations, you have victory over sin. You can live above sin. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you're not under the law, but you're under the grace of God. Somebody says, well, what if I fail? What if I sinned? Well, listen, you just go to confess that sin. And he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he will keep you in right standing with God. If any man be in Christ. He is a new creation. Creature. Old things are passed away. You're not who you used to be. You don't do the things you used to do. You don't go the places you used to go. Amen. And if people try to tempt you with it, you just let them know, I've been born of God. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old Mark died. The old Tom died. The old Raul died. Old things are passed away. And look, all things have become new. Say it with me, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now that's the gift right there. But now notice the facilitation of this gift. He goes on to talk about this in the presentation of this gift in verse 18. He says, And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and he has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. See, it says here that we are new creations with the ministry of reconciliation. And then in verse 19 and verse 20, he tells us very clearly what our presentation entails, what we are to do with this gift that's been given. In verse 19, it says, To wit or to tell, to proclaim, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing, not counting up people's trespasses against them. And has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Folks, I want you to know that this is not a preacher verse. That all of us have a part in this ministry of reconciliation. We are all called to this. And in verse 20 it says, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us. Be reconciled to God. I love how the Amplified says verse 19 and 20. He says, It was God, personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with Himself. Not counting up, not holding against men their trespasses, but He's canceled them and committed to us the message of reconciliation, of restoration to divine favor. And then dropping down to verse 20, it says, So then we are ambassadors. You know what an ambassador is, don't you? We have ambassadors from the United States to Israel and to different foreign countries around the world. What an ambassador is, an ambassador represents their home country to another nation. Well, you and I are ambassadors sent from heaven to this earth. And we've been given an order. We have been given a document that tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We could say it this way. We are diplomatic ministers of the highest order, the Great Commission. And you know what our word to the world is? Our word to the world is that God loves you. 
that God's not mad at you, but God is mad about you. You've gotten away from God, but God has got you. His eye is on you. For the eyes of the Lord are searching over the whole earth, and His eye is upon your life. Our message is a message of righteousness. It's a message of joy. It's a message of favor. It says, so then we are Christ's ambassadors. God making His appeal to the world through us. We as Christ's personal representatives beg you for Christ's sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered to you and be reconciled to God. You know, I'm glad someone told me about Jesus. I grew up in a religious home. And the religious home that I grew up in was a good home. It had wonderful parents and beautiful parents. But I had no idea about this true gift of salvation. You see, I was one of those who had a form of godliness, but I didn't know anything about the power of God. So I went about my little life doing my own thing. Eventually did more sin and got into more trouble. Eventually ended up, you know my testimony in a treatment center at age 23, addicted to heroin. That doesn't happen in a person who has true eternal life on the inside of them. That doesn't happen to a person who has the gift of God in them and nurtures that gift of God. I knew nothing about Jesus. And even though I was trained in certain truths of a certain church, even though I went to church, I was not a Christian. You know, you can sit in your garage all day, but it still won't make you a Mercedes Benz. You can come to church Sunday after Sunday, decade after decade, decade after decade, and not know Jesus. I tell you, I believe that when the gift of God comes into your life, it changes us. It makes us different. It enables us to live above the weak and beggarly elements of this world. But I'm so glad. This guy that told me about Jesus... He had just gotten out of Stillwater. Stillwater was the state prison in Minnesota. I was in a state hospital in Wilmer, Minnesota. And I was just doing my very best. I was going to AA. I was doing the steps as best as I could. But man, I was still miserable. Why? Because there was an emptiness. There was a void on the inside of me. I was going through the motions, but I had no joy. I was going to bed and waking up and I was doing the steps. But I tell you what, steps are good. But without Jesus, I'm telling you, it's really tough. That guy started telling me about Jesus here and there. He started planting seeds. Thank God for gift representatives. You know, the interesting thing about that guy was he just got out of prison two days ago, but he was opening his mouth telling people about Jesus. And I was the one that he targeted. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that he had received the gift, but he didn't keep the gift to himself. When you've got something real, when you've got something true, you just can't hold it to yourself. You just can't shut your mouth. It's like fire shut up in your bones. Told me about Jesus. Told me about Jesus. Kept telling me about Jesus. 
That seed was planted. That seed was planted. And then a, a group of evangelists came to town with a singing group. It was a country group. Lowell Lundstrom preached the word of God. When I was 24 years old, I heard the gospel, the good news for the very first time. And I was the first person at the altar that night. And I opened my heart and I received the gift. Aren't you glad for someone who told you about Jesus? One of my Christmas list wishes for you is that you would have the privilege of leading someone to Jesus before you go to heaven. My Christmas wish for you is that you would not just live within the kind confines of Christianese and in the confines of the church, but that you would go out into the world and be a true ambassador of Jesus, an ambassador of life, an ambassador of health, an ambassador of joy. See, we then, we are Christ's ambassadors. And we're telling the world, hey, God loves you. God loves you. Does that mean that I have to stop doing this and stop doing that before I come to Jesus? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But when you come to Jesus, you'll discover that you'll just desire to stop. I tell you, he'll take the wrong want-tos out of you and he'll put the right want-tos into you. Folks, we got to preach this. We can't just sit here Sunday after Sunday and talk about how blessed we are and how privileged we are and how healed we are. That's great. That's good. That's glorious. But what about being representatives of the gifts that he's given us? Hallelujah. So everywhere we go, you can be like the smiling sales associate. How can I help you today? How can I help you receive this gift today? Say with me, I'm a gift receiving facilitator. We could look at ourselves as gift notifiers. Has anybody gotten a phone call or received something in the mail notifying you that you've won? You've won. Not it's fake news they just want to put a hook in your jaw telling you've won by the way before you can get your gift you've got to buy three years of these magazines yeah I've won alright they're trying to win they're trying to pull the wool over our eyes but we have no wool to pull over the world's eyes we are gift notifiers we can tell those in the world you have won someone died and left you an inheritance you're a winner in Christ Jesus come to him let him bring you into right standing with God let him do for you what you could never ever do for yourself have you received the gift how may I assist you have you received Jesus do you know that you have won Gloria Copeland said this about the inheritance she said that at that moment I was born again. 
into the richest family ever known. I was born into the royal family that owns and operates the universe. She said this, I received an inheritance so vast that it will take all of eternity to fully comprehend it. This gift gives you an inheritance. What do you say? That we be mindful in this season of of the celebration of our Savior. That we be mindful not only to be good receivers, but good facilitators. I'm going to say this quote again, and I want you to hear it very clearly. What he brings to you is not only just for you. It is meant to flow through you. And when you receive what he brings to you, and you let it flow through you, you will will find that this gift will increase in you. There's no greater joy than to give what we have freely received. In 1 Peter 4.10, it says this, As every man has received the gift. Even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And that's my Christmas message, part one. I hope you got something out of today. You are gifted. You are blessed. You have an inheritance. And you are a conduit of his blessing to other people. Amen. Let's raise our hands and say, thank you, Lord. We receive the word with gladness and joy today. We give you the praise for it now. In Jesus' name.